Hello. Man, what an intro, right? If you are tuning back in to Coffee with Katie, you are well aware that that is brand new, brand spanking new intro music. And if it didn't make you want to groove, um, well, you can just turn this off and uh, we'll call it a day. But uh, if you are a new listener, I wanted to reintroduce myself. My name is Katie Myers. Um, I am a television producer, a coffee enthusiast, a positive person. And I started this podcast last year as a way to kind of rebuild my community after going through a divorce. I realized that a lot of my friends and my groups had diminished and I hadn't done a very good job of building that community. So I made it a goal to meet up with one new person every month. And I ended up meeting some really amazing women and thought, man, I need to record these conversations. Their stories need to be told. And so I did just that. We have 10 episodes prior to this. So if you haven't listened to those, please go catch up. Um, If not, we've got some great ones on the way. So stay tuned for that. But it's been exactly eight months since I released a new episode. What the heck have I been doing? That may be a question on your mind. I got a job offer in Houston. So I made the three hour journey, three and a half hour journey across the state of Texas over to this brand new city, Um, started a new job, got a new haircut. I um, got a new roommate. I started a new job with a new team, with new bosses, and man, everything has changed in these past eight months, and it's been quite a whirlwind. I think that when you come to a certain point in your life, you're, you feel like you're a seasoned veteran, or you feel like you're finally figuring things out, and uh, it definitely took a move like this to be like, hold on a minute, Katie, hold up, take a second, um and admit to yourself that there is still so much more to experience and so much more to learn. But the whole experience has been incredibly positive. Um, I got to learn a lot when I was in San Antonio, especially in my job professionally. I got to manage a team for the first time. um, And with that brought a lot of lessons learned. So I got to jump into this new job with a little bit of experience under my belt um, with mistakes already have been made. Um, But the biggest challenge by far was that I joined a team and I joined a show, a television show um, that was already established. So I've spent the past couple months just trying to figure out my place and where I can make the biggest impact and really try to find my identity within the show. I don't host the show, but even working behind the scenes, um, you can have an impact on what you're creating. And I finally feel like we're at that spot. Um, We got some great results back this month. So the month of April, we did gangbusters and ratings were up 150% year to year, which is phenomenal. So hopefully we'll continue to see that growth and continue to add to the team, continue to add to the positive vibes. Man, we have some really, really good positive vibes behind the scene. I wish that everyone had... um, just as much fun as we do at work. Don't get me wrong. It's a ton of hard work every day. Um, but we, we sure do get along great and have a lot of fun together. So this episode, I don't have a guest. It's just me. And 
Um, have you guys heard, if you've heard of love languages, um, I think there's like five or seven of them. I'm not an expert in them, but I do know a hundred percent that my love language is verbal affirmation, which means I thrive on somebody telling me that they heard me, that they understood me, that they agree with me, that they disagree with me. I really rely on verbal recognition. So I'm currently sitting here at my computer with a microphone in front of me in an empty apartment um, with no one and nothing to give me verbal affirmation. So I feel very uncomfortable, um, but I think everyone can probably agree that some of the best things come from being uncomfortable. So here we are. It's just me. Um, But I do have five episodes that are already recorded, ready to go. I just have to edit them and release them. So those are on the way. Some of the topics that we're covering include moving, being a military spouse, starting a community, starting a business, being a stay-at-home mom. Um, We're chatting with a cognitive behavioral therapist. Y'all know that I'm a huge... um, believer in therapy, specifically cognitive behavioral therapy changed my life. We're talking suicide and we're talking endometriosis and chronic pain. So a lot of really relevant and really relatable topics. So listen, I get a lot of comments. I get a lot of questions about starting a podcast, about what it took, what kind of equipment I use, all these things. And I sat down with another local podcast here in Houston, um, two women who um, have their own podcast called Styling Social Justice, and we just had an open conversation about the things that we had learned. Um, They started their podcast around the same time as mine. They do theirs a little differently behind the scenes. Their mission is really strong. So we just kind of compared notes to see what overlap we had. And what resulted is a list of five things that we learned from starting a podcast. So we will um, open up the conversation and hopefully give you guys some advice if you're considering um, doing the same. But really, I think it's great advice, not just for a podcast, but if you're thinking about starting a blog, if you're thinking about starting an Instagram account, if you're thinking about starting a television show, um, just really great information about finding your identity, your purpose, staying authentic. Um, in fact, you know, here's a, here's a sneak peek. But did you have any idea of what kind of commitment podcasting was going to be? I was shocked by how much time it would take. And as Rania said, we're both so hardworking. And I was mentioning to you when we started talking, we really have four jobs. Yeah. (laughs) We are mothers and wives first. And then we run our business. She runs Crime Stoppers. I run the Vintage Contessa. Then we add the additional charity work we're doing Mm -hmm. in the city to give back. And then you add the podcast. And every single one of them, we want to be the best at and be 100% at it. And that's the hard part is that there's only so much time. And then as someone who wants to do well, you could work 26 hours a day. And there's just not that much time. And that, I would say, was the hardest for me was to come to a balance and over the Christmas break, I sort of had a breakdown over it because I'm, I keep thinking every day we're achieving success, but success really is more 
followers or success is getting a sponsor or success is X because it, because it can be identified in so many ways. And how can I check that box? And we just decided that we can't check all the boxes and we have to have the small ones sort of as you're yeah. saying, and we have to look at what's reasonable and have that be the goal, then this unattainable thing of every week nailing a number or every yes. week getting to this, and that's not, can't be success. And I think that goes a lot to commitment. Well, what are you committing to? You know, for mm -hmm. me, it was never, I want to commit to a podcast that's going to make a million dollars and have two million followers because it's impossible. But I was in my mind saying, I'm going to commit to showing up every, uh, we, we record Thursdays, um, and I'm going to commit to spending time researching the best guests and inviting like guests that we find interesting and researching them and finding interesting questions. And I'm going to commit to working together to put on a great show, quote unquote, mm -hmm. and then push it out there as often as I can and try to naturally build, build, build followers and subscribers and get people engaged. That's sort of how I was defining commitment in the onset. Um, but then you dive in and you realize, wow, this is so expensive, you know, mm -hmm. for us, because we don't have sort of the technical abilities that maybe you do. You kind of came in and set up shop completely on your own, which is amazing. We have to hire somebody to do every single piece. And it's like, wow, this is very expensive. Wow. It's taking a lot of time, but how long can we afford to do this? You know, okay, well, we just had the most riveting guest on and it only was viewed 600 times. Like I thought it would be viewed 20,000, you know, and it's kind of readjusting expectations as you go. So next week, top five things we learned from starting a podcast, me and the ladies of styling social justice, um, and just more fun stuff to come. I ask that you guys just be patient with me. I am not putting as many restrictions on myself this time around as I did the first time. I treated this pretty intense. I, was, I had a pretty intense outlook when I was back in San Antonio. Um, my schedule was a little more defined. I had just a more established routine uh, when I was in San Antonio. I had a, a little bit more time to dedicate to a project like this. So my mind frame is a little different. My job is currently my number one, and um, I find so much joy and happiness over um, giving it my full attention. So that comes number one, and this is number two. So um, it doesn't mean that I'm not putting just as much heart and soul into it. It just means that I want it to count every single time. So uh, you may hear from me sporadically on social media. You may hear from me sporadically um, in terms of episodes and when they're released. But um, I, I've gotten so much out of starting this podcast, um, personally, professionally, all the above. And it means so much to have the support from everybody listening, everybody following along. Um, and I need, I need some other good uh, Houston people. So connect me, reach out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm thinking about deleting like half of those. It's just, I mean, it's too much to keep up with. Do you guys agree? Like I'm managing five accounts. I can't, um, you know, I'm, I may just scale back and focus on what's important. I think that I get a lot of feedback from Instagram. So anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following subscribe, you know, do all that stuff that they tell you to do. And yeah, next week, five lessons learned from starting a podcast. 
Um, go team. Be nice to people. Cheers. Coffee drinkers unite. Oh, fun fact. Um, I used to have a Keurig. Does anybody have a Keurig? Um, you know, they're like convenient, right? When you live alone, you can make one cup or if you only have one coffee drinker in your household. But I always missed the quality of a freshly brewed pot of coffee. Now that I have a roommate, I'm cohabitating. We have an official coffee pot. We make six to eight cups every morning. We have very high quality. I don't know, very high quality. Right now, I think I have Pete's, actually. If there's any Pete's drinkers, shout out to Peeps. They are not a sponsor. Pete's, I'm sorry, they are not a sponsor. And if they were, I would have to go back and re-record that because I said their name wrong. Major Dickinson's blend is actually, I'm looking at the bag across the room. So, yeah, I don't know. Screw Keurig. Sorry, also not a sponsor. If they were, I would have to go back. And I don't have any sponsors, by the way. Um, No sponsors, not monetizing this. It's just purely for fun. I think I'm rambling. I don't have anybody here, again, to give me verbal affirmation that I'm doing that. But I'm just going to pick up on my own social cues and um, call it a day. Anyway, um, let's just listen to our new theme music playing out in full here. We'll see you next week, Monday. Tune in. Be there. Be square. Bye-bye.